Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune, is with me. He's actually uh, in the, uh, I don't know, is it the, it's the Posner Cave, uh, where he does all of his magic. Uh, I am at Petco Park. Today was a workout. The Cardinals are on the field right now. Earlier, the Padres on the field for tomorrow's wild card opener. The Padres' first postseason game in 14 years. Chris Paddock will take the mound, we learned today, somewhat accidentally. And uh, it is Kwon Young Kim, a left-hander, from Korea in his first season. No Padres batter has ever seen him. He'll be starting for the Cardinals. Jay, there is so much to talk about. I think we probably got to start with the pitchers. What do you think? Kevin, I have to start with, I, I built this as a happy hour podcast. Oh my. So I am, I'm. Oh, and you're going to drink it right in front of me. I'm drinking oh. it right in front of you. Oh, okay. I only have, you know, a couple hours of work to do. Maybe I've got plenty of I got plenty of work to do, but you know what the <laughs> some of us can handle it. Okay, <laughs> exactly. I dug up this old World Series T-shirt from '98. Last time the Padres um, actually won a postseason series, right? <laughs> Only one uh, one postseason win since then. Obviously, hoping to change that tomorrow with Chris Paddock. You could look at it this way: when the season started, if you had said the Padres are going to make the playoffs and Chris Paddock is going to pitch Game One, everyone yep. would have thought, man. What well, a great season this has been. We are excited. Chris Paddock's had a great year. He pitched opening day. Now he's our, he's still our number one starter. I don't think most people probably feel like that now. But look, Paddock has had his moments. He's had some really good games. He's had some really poor games. i apparently gotten on the bad side of Padre fans for, I don't know, having a personality or something or other. You probably know more about that than I do. I, I've tried well, not being to. Being on the bad side of fans? Yes. We, well, that and maybe why it happened, but I guess we're both on the bad side of fans a lot. But Chris, Chris, Chris Paddock says what's on his mind. And here's the deal that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of players pay attention to what is said about them in public, be it by the media uh, in recent years, social media. Chris Paddock has just happened to mention it a couple times. That's all there is to it. Uh, Chris Paddock got to the majors. Most of us didn't. So let's keep that in mind. Chris Paddock, a part of the reason he got to the majors is because he pays attention to what other people say. He's externally motivated. I actually believe that's a part of the problem this year is that Mm -hmm. that external motivation is not there. A, his family. Don't know if I've ever met anybody uh, who is as close to his family uh, as as, as Chris Paddock is. And and, and B, uh, uh, the the fans uh, not being here. So anyway. That's uh, where Chris Paddock stands. Every other start, if you take out the injury start, basically every other start has been quality start, bad start, quality start, bad start, (laughs) or at least he's struggled, whether it's been bad or not is up to interpretation. Um, He gets the ball for whatever Chris Paddock is, whoever got the ball, you, me, Zach Davies, Chris Paddock. The only reason it's happening is because Denelson Lamette and Mike Clevenger are not ready to go. It certainly appears that Mike Clevenger is maybe more ready to go. He threw a bullpen today. It looked to be a good bullpen. It was the reports from it were good. I caution the reports. Well, the Padres have been saying both publicly and behind the scenes how positive and optimistic they were about Denelson Lamette. To be fair to them, they have also said, look, we're going to have to wait and see. That That's what it was. And obviously, after throwing yesterday, it was determined that Denelson Lamette's not ready to go. Perhaps troubling. I don't want to speculate uh, too much, but perhaps troubling because I haven't heard anything to, to substantiate uh, this. But the, the fact is, Jace Tingler said they're going to have to wait till 10 o'clock tomorrow, meaning we're going to have to wait till 10 o'clock tomorrow mm-hmm. to find out whether <laughs> either one of them is on the roster. And right. so, wait a minute. If that's a question, 
then one or both are not going to be able to go. And my, my educated speculation is that it is Denelson Lamette that maybe isn't going to be able to pitch in this series. And, you know, look, the, the Padres talked a lot about their rotation depth. They've had four, you know, legitimate starters all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paddock is one of those guys. Zach Davies has been outstanding for most of the year. Uh, Clevenger has been pretty good since he came here. But there's no doubt this is not the ideal situation to be going into the postseason. Doesn't mean that Padres could just could just as easily turn around, win win game one, win game two, be done, move, get on the plane, go to Texas this weekend. Um, they could also lose game one, lose game two, and you know we're talking about the offseason already. This is a real, you know, baseball. October is such a crapshoot anyway. It's even more of a crapshoot this year. Playing two out of three. The Cardinals are a good team. They've been through a lot this year. Um, they've played uh, what was it, eleven doubleheaders, I think. Um, they finished with a winning record. Kim's been very good, pitching usually five or six innings at a time. They've mm-hmm. got a pretty, they've got a pretty good bullpen. Um, look, October most of the time is about pitching. The Padres have some serious questions about pitching. Chris Paddock, you don't know what you're going to get. Zach Davies, you pretty much know what you're going to get. The Cardinals, I'm sure, I haven't looked it up. I'm sure the Cardinals have seen him. Um, a lot of, you know, back and forth in, um, with him and the Brewers in their division. So they would have seen him quite a bit. And then who knows? I mean, Mike Clevenger, the Padres could say that Mike Clevenger is good to go for whether it's game two or game three. He could go out there and look fantastic for an inning. And Great point. Then what? He could He could last an inning. He could last nine innings they have no idea. I mean, and it's not anybody's, it's not anybody's fault, so to speak. That's just where we are right now. And nobody could feel comfortable with Clevenger at this point. I mean, he went out the last time. Everybody said he was fine. He threw an inning. He looked great. And then he had to come out of the game. So there's going to be some real apprehension whenever he goes out there and the same thing uh, with Lamette. I, I, I guess, I mean, if you're looking at it from the Padre standpoint, you'd feel better about Paddock and Davies right now. I mean, you pretty much know that you've got healthy pitchers. They both pitch very well at times, Davies more often than Paddock. And, I, you know, look, I, I expect Paddock to go out and, and pitch well tomorrow. If I'm, And if he doesn't, then it's his fault, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's something to bring up if you're looking for optimism. Chris Paddock throws an abundance of change-ups. Zach Davies throws more change-ups than anybody else. Do you know the team that – by at least some measures, does uh, as poorly as any other team in the majors against changeups. Oh, let me guess. Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jay. I, I know there were a lot of teams to guess from, but uh, it's, it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Now that's a team that has a lot of uh, hitters who are experienced uh, in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they perhaps maybe will have an advantage there. They, they have seen Paddock before, um, but there's there's a lot of merit in, in, in what you said, Jay. Also, uh, and Jay Stingler doesn't give a lot, but there was kind of a lot to, to read into uh, on what he said today. And one of the things he did acknowledge, this is pretty much all that any of us wanted to talk about was his pitchers, is you're not going to know until these guys get out there. I mean, look, Clevenger looked really good in his bullpen. And, and uh, you know, you could hear the mitt popping. Of course, there weren't fans here, but the music was going. And it was the sound of, of some hard pitches. Uh, it was a curveball that forced him out of the game last time that he heard uh, the, or that he felt the elbow issue on. Um, but but he's going to have to throw game, that pitch. I mean, he's, yep. he's not, yeah, I mean, he's not going to go out there and, and not be able to do that. So there's nobody's going to know until 
mm-hmm. happens. I mean, the Cardinals do not have a good offense um, statistically toward the bottom of the league in a lot of different categories. But, I mean, they have Paul Goldschmidt, who we've seen a lot of through the years, very dangerous. Some other guys who are, um, who are dangerous as well. And as we said, for three games or two games or three games, anybody can be really dangerous. I mean, the, the Marlins lost a game by 30 runs this year. And they're, and they're in the playoffs. And I'm, I think the team that beat them by 30 runs is, I don't remember if it was the Nationals or the Braves, but they, the point is a lot of teams have good days and bad days, and you're going into a situation now where, you know, mm-hmm. basically your whole season rides on three games. You'd like to feel more confident with pitchers that are, you know, in top form or anything like that. But, you know, before we came on the air, I was watching Shane Bieber, who was the best pitcher in baseball today or this this season by every measure, and he was just getting lit up by the Yankees. So I'm sure the Indians felt great about Bieber. A lot of people thought, wow, the Indians could be dangerous because of their rotation, and their starter went out, and four pitches into the game, he was losing 2-0. And the last I looked, he had given up five runs uh, already. So that's the great thing about October baseball. No idea what's going to happen. Manuel Margot hit a home run today. He was one of the worst hitters for power in baseball all year long. I think he had one home run, and he hit a home run today. So that's what's great about it. It, it, it really is. Uh, it really is. Oh, enjoy it, is my point. Padre is one of the most balanced teams uh, in the majors. Uh, uh, up there in offensive metrics, uh, every pitching metric, uh, defensive metrics, uh, pitching usually wins out in the postseason. I think that plays a lot into some of the pessimism right now. But this is a postseason unlike any other. Uh, who knows? And 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 this Padres team, uh, you know, they picked it up there at the end of the season. I'm not talking about dreaded momentum, uh, magic word with you, Jay. I'm just you know saying they've they've done this all season, and as long as they can play that. You know, there's not there's just no reason to be really all that down about this. Uh, I had just written what you said at the beginning of this podcast. Um, I had just written it before I came up here that if before the season you said Chris Paddock was going to be the game one starter. And guess what? You know what? Um, I'm going to put Kim, who the Padres were, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, they were one of the suitors for him in the, in the offseason. And he's, he's been amazing. He'd have a sub one ERA if it weren't for this one start. Right. Well, that was This one start, he gave up four runs in five innings. It was against the Pirates. I think he faced the Pirates three times. The Pirates stink. Chris Paddock faced the Dodgers. He faced the Diamondbacks when they were actually playing well. Um I have no idea what to read into any of that, but uh, Chris Paddock has the per, the uh, the potential to go out and throw six shutout tomorrow. Right, and he has the potential to go out and give up six runs in two innings. I'm not. And the same applies to to anybody else that goes out there on yeah. you know any any particular day. And the Padres look over the course of a of a season, and this season the Padres are a better team than the Cardinals. Doesn't mean they're going to be better over the next three days. What's that? Here's an interesting thing. Four playoff teams from the Central, don't uh, the NL Central, don't know what that means, right? But that's all anybody played was your region. So you yeah. didn't get a good cross-section, basically. Uh, we can argue that the West was pretty tough. Sure. Uh, I don't know. The, the White Sox seemed to be a pretty good team. They had to play them. Uh, obviously, the Indians were a really good team. Yeah, the Twins. The, the Twins. Well, at least in the regular season, the Twins. Um, so yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's... 
we, we, this is so unprecedented. That's actually kind of makes it cool. And, you know, I, I have not covered playoff baseball. I've told you that before, even when I was back at 23, four years ago, covering the Dodgers. And then I covered the angels. Um, nope. Those teams collapsed in September. So this is the first team that's taken me through to the postseason. But, you know, so all I have to draw on is uh, the anticipation and the excitement of those playoff teams I covered with the chargers. And it's like, it's, it's, Part of it is this underlying thing or this cloud hanging over you. There's the excitement of how you could might make it to the, the end, the World Series. You're also after, well, here in a series, after a certain amount of uh, losses, here it would be after one loss, you're a loss from this great season being over. It's over like that. And well, that it, yeah. We're for, I mean, this season, it's, it's really difficult to sort of grasp at this point. In, in like 48 hours, this season could be over. Now, I'm sure just about everybody listening to this today really hopes that not it's not the case. But it's, of course, but it's a, you know, it's a reality. Or in 48 hours, the, you know, the Padres could be celebrating and, and you know, getting ready to go we got to Texas. We, we just don't know. And I, I, you know, I can't wait for tomorrow. I wish I could be out there along with, you know, 45,000 others. Hmm. Uh, you know, in San Diego that wish they could, uh, could be there. But Why don't you buy that condo that's for sale across the street? I think it's like 900 grand. I, I put in an offer for it, but... You I, probably could have closed, though, in the yeah. in 24 hours. Yeah. That was that was what happened. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so we'll watch on TV and, and we'll see, and we'll watch all the people complain about the ESPN broadcasters and how they hate the Padres. So uh, just enjoy. Yeah. Just enjoy. I mean, I, I would just say, it, you know... Enjoy it. You're you're playing in the, your team's playing in the playoffs. There should be some satisfaction in that. Don't ruin it by letting all this everything else sort of cloud it. Yeah, you can't listen to Don and Mud. They're fantastic, but it also means you're in the playoffs. You know, this happens all the time. That's the way baseball works. So. <laughs> there are some things that are new to all of us here uh, yeah. in San Diego. Playoff baseball, Jay. I don't know. So it just seems so much to hinge on the pitching. Um, right. We all know what the Padres' offense has done all year. They need to continue to do that. They need to, to, to grind at bats against, you know, good pitchers. Uh, you're talking about uh, Wainwright. Gosh, that's an experienced postseason pitcher mm-hmm. um, who last year had some success against the Padres. Remember, they haven't played him since last year. Uh, in Game Three, if it got to that, it would be uh, Jack Flaherty. Uh, that's a experienced for a young pitcher. Uh, he's been a little uneven. He's like the Chris Paddock of the Cardinals this year, I think. Um, yeah, he was even better. Better than Paddock last year, and probably a little bit worse than Paddock uh, this year. So that um, you know, there's another situation. The Cardinals could be going into an elimination game with, uh, uh, you know, with the Padres. Game one, game three. Yeah. Um, so I think it's pretty uh, straightforward what they have to do. The, the, I will say that the uh, the Cardinals bullpen, as good as the Padres bullpen has been over, say, the last two to three weeks, Cardinals bullpen's been pretty darn good all season. Got some lefties that, you know, could present some some matchups. Some of the people coming off the, the better people coming off the bench for the Padres are lefties. So uh, it'll be interesting if they're – that would be the one place I would say, well, <laughs> provided that those pitchers can uh, – Lamette and Clevenger could be on the roster and you don't, you're not bringing in bullpen guys – but as far as the bench, I wonder uh, if uh, the decision that is yet to be made or that will surprise us is a guy like Luis Campisano, who is taking batting practice, uh, who's played in inter-squad games. Uh, Jorge Onya, uh, who came up. Both of those guys had homers in very limited time uh, in the majors. Are, are one of those guys or, 
Francisco Mejia, uh, one of those guys on the roster. Uh, sometimes in playoff rosters, there's, uh, you know, little things like that. Greg yeah. Allen is out here today. Listen, Greg Allen hasn't been up here, and I haven't been able to get a straight answer from anyone. But the fact is, Greg Allen's a veteran. He wouldn't be here to hit anyway. He'd be here to run and play defense. And, right. you know, he could you could insert him in a game. Uh, he's healthy. And, yeah. you know, I, I hope, since, there, you know, I always love stuff to write about, I hope there's a little surprise for us at 10 a.m. tomorrow when rosters are due. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was something, uh, Alan was a guy I think I, we talked about when the trade was made, that he could be valuable in the postseason uh, mm-hmm. as a guy. And who, so did the Padres, yes. Right, who could come in and, and run and, and play defense. You know, the, the Padres definitely were not as good uh, against left-handed uh, starters this year as they were against uh, as they were against righties. Right, but, correct. You know, guys like even Tatis hit better against righties, but Myers <laughs> and Machado were, were outstanding uh, against lefties. And, you know... That's the thing. They need somebody like a Nola or a Profar or Tommy Pham to come up in, in a big situation and, and and get a big hit. And those are the guys that, you know, maybe were not at the top of the list of guys you'd want to see up in big situations. But there's going to come a point where one of those guys is going to have a big at bat. And, you know, the season might depend on whether somebody gets uh, gets a hit in that, situ- in that situation. So we'll see. I mean, Andrew Miller a few years ago, you know, the reason that the Indians almost won the World Series, one of the reasons the Indians almost won the World Series, I, he hasn't quite been that Andrew Miller since then, but he's legitimate. They've got other legitimate guys in the bullpen. I I don't see, you want to say these are going to be low-scoring games. At the same time, I, I'm sure it's, it was quite warm out there today. Uh, mm-hmm. Warmer tomorrow. Warmer tomorrow, 90 degrees or so at game time means the ball tends to fly a little bit more. So, again, all... All uncertain. And I want to say, and I really wish that I had uh, looked it up, but a couple weeks ago when I was looking up how well the Padres were doing uh, against uh, Charlie Blackman, the who, had, who has faced them and had been the most successful pitcher against them uh, or the most successful hitter against the Padres in the last 10 years, right up there was Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. So we say about low scoring, we talk about how the uh, Cardinals offense is, I mean, and they are, they have not been productive at all. Um, again, postseason, man. And these guys have been here. Remember they were in the NLCS last year. This is a team that's been in the postseason 13 times. And you don't talk to me about all the young guys they have. Wainwright and uh, <laughs> Molina have been around since 2005 and 06. They beat the Padres the last two times they were in the postseason. Uh, I, I, I posted a story today, uh, Tom Krasovic. T- I think we've posted eight or nine stories today already. And, and uh, one of them, Tom Krasovic, talked to Tony La Russa uh, mm. about the, the Cardinals and, and a couple of those games back in 05 and 06. So I was looking for a picture to run with it. And I found a picture of La Russa and a very young-looking Yadier Molina uh, wow. celebrating on the field at Petco back in 05 after uh, Game 3. And here we are 15 years later, and uh, and Molina's still there. So, yeah, they've got some veterans. Goldschmidt's got, uh, got experience. And, uh, you know, but the Padres have some guys who have, you know, look, Eric Osmer uh, has, uh, has experience. Manny Machado has experience. Uh, Mitch, Mitch Moreland has a couple experience. World Series. Right, has experience. So, actually, uh, how much? And again, does experience really count that much? I, you know, I. That's one of those things. I, I don't know. I mean, it's still these guys still have to go out there and, and play a game, and the the Padres are going to have to play well, not be able to, you know, no silly base running mistakes. Their defense was pretty good this year. Have to continue, except for the pitchers. It seems like 
um, have to uh, have to continue with that. And you know, a lot of tough decisions will have to be made by Jay Stingler and Larry Rothschild and the and the front office in terms of who who's in the game at what time and who's on the roster and and uh, and a lot of times it comes down to a move gets made and everybody says, wow, that was a great move. And then it backfires because, you know, the other team does, it's just a little bit better on that particular day. And, you know, you're the Padres. You have to hope that you're the team that, that, uh, that makes the right moves and they turn out for you. And it's a crazy thing about baseball in particular versus other sports, uh, or at least the sport that, you know, I used to cover. And I would say probably even basketball and, and hockey, the baseball season has so many darn games and it's just, all right, well, we'll get them tomorrow. Every decision here is, is monstrous and it has the potential to be. So uh, we keep talking about tomorrow. I know that some of you will be listening to this tomorrow. We tape this at uh, a little before six o'clock on Tuesday. Padres play 2 p.m. on Wednesday against the Cardinals. Jay? Don't know what time on don't know what time on Thursday. I, I would it's gonna depend, I think, on how many American League uh, games are played. I, I would be very surprised if it was not sometime in the afternoon. Um, gotta think the Dodgers are gonna have that 7 p.m. slot again like they do uh, in the uh, in the opener. Good news for the Union Tribune, good news for our <laughs> of the uh, newspaper, good news for the the writers. Uh, people that like to go to bed early. I know all sorts of people. Yeah, so good news for a lot of people, but that would be my guess. And then Friday, if there is a game three, complete get no idea when that game would be. A lot would depend on, uh, again, how many games are being played on uh, on that particular day. But uh, look, it's the postseason. Haven't been here in a long time. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoys the next two or three days. And we will come back um, after it's done, I guess. And uh, and and do another show, and and hopefully we'll be looking ahead to uh, to what comes next in uh, in Texas. A first ever postseason meeting with the Dodgers is what would be next. Perhaps if they can get past the Brewers. There you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody.